0: Hello, my friend. You're listening to episode number 32. Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast, where WILD stands for women into living their dreams. Everything I share with you blends my expertise in fitness, the mind-body connection, and natural health using essential oils to help you create a healthy, nature-inspired life and feel wild from the inside out. Consider this the place where your souls and your soul meet for an adventure, because I believe when wild women wake, mountains will move. Don't you think it's about time we talk about some food myths that might be weighing you down? Have you ever asked yourself, which foods are healthy? Can you just tell me, give me a list, what should I eat? Or what about butter versus olive oil? Or should I be eating eggs? It's a simple enough question, right? But the answer isn't always simple for everyone. So in this episode of the season on Healthy Body, Peaceful Plate, I am gonna be sharing some food myths weighing you down. And in the first episode of this season, which was episode number 31, I also shared how I overcame an eating disorder and more on my wild wellness food philosophy. So if you didn't listen to that yet, then that might help before you listen to this episode. So go back to episode number 31 for how I overcame an eating disorder and more on my wild wellness food philosophy. But if you're already on board, let's dive in to four of the top food myths. Number one, fat will make you fat or low fat or fat free products are better than whole fat products. So should we still be buying into this low-fat craze of the 90s? Here's the thing that I think is important to understand. When fat content is reduced in products, the manufacturer has to pull flavor from somewhere, right? So often that means increasing sugar content or adding other chemicals. And sometimes they're also lower fat because of man-made trans fats, which are no good for our health. So whole fat butter cream or saturated fat in amounts that are right for you from animals that have been naturally pasture humanely raised is okay if you ask me. In fact, it can help regulate metabolism. Fat is vital for your brain function and so many other processes in the body. And I think the important thing to debunk here and remember is that eating fat does not make you fat. So moving on to myth number two. Eating red meat, butter, and cheese, or foods high in saturated fat, increases risk for cardiovascular disease and causes high cholesterol. Did you know that most of the cholesterol we have is produced in the body and does not come from food? The real reason for the increasing health issues around cholesterol is more attributed to a diet that's high in processed foods and simple carbohydrates, which are inflammatory, and they are high on the glycemic index, meaning they raise our blood sugar, which sends a message to our body to produce insulin. And then when this happens too much, you can develop insulin resistance, and there's simply more inflammation going on in the body. So the fact is cholesterol is essential to our hormones and metabolism. Eggs, for example, are a food that have been in the spotlight to avoid and been blamed for being high in cholesterol for years. I grew up on this idea that we should limit the amount of eggs we eat because of cholesterol. But in my opinion, if they're from happy, free-range chickens, (laughs) eating eggs um, is okay. In fact, it hasn't been linked to high cholesterol. On the other hand, in the 1950s, when people started eating more margarine and less butter, guess what changed? heart disease increased. And the other thing that I think is important to know when it comes to saturated fat from things like beef is that most beef in the U.S. today is feedlot beef because it's faster and more profitable. And the same is true for commercial poultry. So I believe that grass-fed meats and dairy can be a healthy source of enzymes, healthy fats, cholesterol included, as long as you don't have any sensitivities or allergies to those foods and they're high quality. So I talked about this in episode 31 as well. Myth number three, if you don't eat dairy, you probably won't get enough calcium. I hope this isn't true because my digestive system doesn't tolerate dairy very well. So the fact is, calcium is found in so many foods besides dairy, thank goodness, Green leafy vegetables are a high source of calcium, along with magnesium, phosphorus, B vitamins, lots of other good things. And greens like that are very easily absorbed by the body. So I'm talking about kale, spinach, chard, things like that. Calcium is also found in the bones of all pasture-raised animals. So making bone broths from these animals is another amazing way to increase your intake of calcium. And I love wild salmon, and when I get it in the can, sometimes it has the soft bones in there. And eating those soft bones is actually an awesome source of calcium, too. Myth number four, superfoods are expensive and simply just for health nut hippies. So if you were to ask Google, what are the top 10 superfoods, you would probably get a huge list of answers. And you might think that you'd see a list of difficult-to-pronounce foods that you've never heard of. They're from other places in the world, and you probably have never even tasted them. But in reality, when you eat a colorful variety of different whole foods, you're giving your body the nutrients it needs to function and thrive. And the truth is, there are so many easily accessible foods that are bursting with nutrition and would be considered a superfood that you might be overlooking. So things like almonds, which are actually the richest source of calcium out of all the nuts. They have 23 milligrams of calcium in just a serving, which is about a handful or a quarter cup. Avocados are another thing. I eat lots of avocados. They're so good. They have loads of healthy fats. And we often don't get enough of these healthy fats. So that's a good way to get them. Eating those fresh avocados um, is something that you can just scoop out and eat fresh. But if you've never had avocado toast, Pinterest that. Make yourself some today because it's so stinking good. I like to slice avocado and put it on salads. I add it if I'm having like a rice bowl with some other veggies and beans in it. It's really good on so many things. In fact, I even have a chocolate beet cake with fudgy avocado chocolate frosting on my website. So I know those things might not sound like they go well together, but you better try it and then let me know what you think. Okay, so some other foods that you might not consider superfoods: Salmon, also a really good source of omega-3s. Just make sure it's wild. Blueberries, my favorite. Recent research actually shows that blueberries are rich in nutrients that help fight chronic diseases and blueberries are high in vitamin C, fiber, antioxidants, so many good things. Cinnamon is another amazing superfood. Cinnamon is, of course, has a lot of anti uh, antioxidants, has a lot of anti kind of microbial properties to it, antiviral, antibacterial, but it's also known to regulate blood sugar. I actually love it in the essential oil form. I use doTERRA cinnamon and I add it to my tea or cacao, or bulletproof drinks, and it is delicious. You can even add it to coffee. Lentils are another superfood, so to speak. These are so inexpensive, they're easy to prepare. They're high in protein, iron, and other nutrients. So need I say more about lentils? They're also low on the glycemic index, so that means they um, cause the blood sugar to spike less quickly than other starches, so your energy will last longer. And finally, bell peppers. Yep, just a regular old bell pepper, the ones that maybe you grew in your garden this year. These have superpowers, um, especially with vitamin C. I have a fun story for you. Actually, I did a science fair project when I was a kid and was testing the vitamin C content in foods. And you normally think of oranges as being the highest in vitamin C, right? Well, in my little research project that I did for the science fair, I actually found that bell peppers Have more vitamin C content than oranges. So, out of these four myths, I hope this gave you something to consider when it comes to your own food beliefs and the myths out there. Honestly, the best advice I can offer you is to always do your own research and explore on your own. I feel like I keep saying this over and over because I think it's key to understanding what's good for you. There's no one approach that fits everyone. So be willing to question old beliefs, things that you've heard that you may or may not know for sure that are true. Try new things for yourself and then pay attention to how that makes you feel. Thank you so much for listening, my friend. You're amazing just for being you and especially for being here and listening to this podcast season on Healthy Body, Peaceful Plate which is all about mindful eating for women into living their dreams. If you're not subscribed yet to get future episodes, make sure you hit that subscribe button to find out when the next one in this season is ready for you. And if you got something good out of the episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app. This helps people find the podcast and it will allow me to continue sharing them with you. If you thought of someone specifically who would love this episode and really benefit from it, Just simply click the share button or take a screenshot and send it to them. Thank you very much for listening. And until we chat again, remember when wild women wake, mountains will move.